welcome to the Wellbeing at Work podcast, where we help you optimize all aspects of well-being in the workplace. Hello, today we continue our mini podcast series on the five components of well-being at work. This is component one of five. So the first one of the five, and that is career well-being. I'm your host today. My name is Alejandra Hernandez. I am a career and leadership coach and a co-founder of Opti Wellbeing Solutions. So of course, I'm really excited to talk to you today about career well-being because it's one of the things that I do day in and day out. I help people figure out what kind of career would feel good for them and enhance their career well-being. And we do that day in and day out. Career is incredibly important. And I'm going to really break it down in this episode. It's going to be such a juicy one. We're going to talk about what is career well-being? What does it look like? I'm going to break down the three C's that make up the purpose of a career and how you as a company leader can support your employees in enhancing their career well-being. Because when career well-being is enhanced, commitment to the company, commitment to the role, results are so much better. So let's get into this. We've got to really begin to see that there are differences in generations and every generation that comes is going to change the way we look at work and how we do work. Now, we do have a unique situation in this time in history that we've also had a life event, a world event that has impacted all of us collectively, and that's the pandemic. The pandemic led to lockdowns, which then led to a complete overhaul on how we view work and how work could actually get done, aka a lot of work started to get done from home. Not all, but a lot. And so we're all, not only are we shifting in generations with people with different values and what they want to see in work, we're also shifting because we've had this life event that completely changed the way that we view work. And so one of the changes we know are happening is people want to feel like what they're doing for work is meaningful. Work for them is more than a paycheck. Work for them, although we do crave security and safety still, that's like a human need, our parents and grandparents may have worked for a paycheck in order to be able to support their families and just view it in that way. View work as a way to support their families, not as a way to fuel what they desire to contribute into the world. But that's changed now in many ways where the younger generations are like, I want to be able to feel like I have a purpose through the work that I do. And what's happened is with that changes the way that career well-being looks. Like maybe before career well-being really was like, I want to be able to have a place that gives me a pension or matches whatever I contribute or whatever it may be. It may look so different, but now career well-being looks another way because new generations, pandemic changes, cultural shifts. So career well-being 50 years ago is very different than career well-being today. Every single client that has come to me as a career coach has come to me because of their lack of career well-being. No one's coming to me looking for a career coach because they love their careers. No, it's because they're struggling and they don't want to do it anymore. This contributes to higher turnover, lower engagements. We talked about the great resignation, which other people and me, I align to this, like to refer to it as the great reassessment, where people really just reassessed and was like, what the heck am I doing? Am I really doing this job? When people are dying left and right, and I don't feel like this is actually purposeful and meaningful, and I'm burning out, and my manager treats me awful, or whatever it may be, no, it's not worth it. A lot of people had a reassessment. So how do we address career well-being? 
How do you support your employees with career well-being? And how do you support yourself with career well-being? Because if you as a leader are struggling in this department, you're not going to be able to lead your team through it. You can't lead someone through something that you yourself don't embody and can't explain from a true integrated experience. Career well-being focuses on how satisfied we are in our jobs. That's what career well-being is about. How satisfied we are in our jobs. Are we doing something that we enjoy? Is it worthwhile? So I came up with the three C's that make up a purpose of a career. The three C's that I lay out for you is creation, contribution, and compensation. The purpose of a career, creation. We're all human beings and have the ability to create. We all crave creating, whether it's creating this podcast, whether it's creating the project, an event, a spreadsheet, whatever it may be, we're all creating all the time. And we have that desire to create something. Careers and the purpose of one is to have an avenue in which you create. So are you creating the things you desire to create? Do you enjoy what you're creating at work? Number two, contribution. All human beings want to feel like they contribute. So one of the things I like to say as like a myth buster or kind of like a bubble buster, to be honest, is you saying that you want to help people is so ineffective if you're trying to figure out what you want to do for work in a way that's satisfying and enjoyable. And I hear this all the time as a coach. I just want to help people. I just want a job where I can help people. And I love the kindness. I love the fact that people feel that way because it has really led me to believe and truly, truly believe that people are good and people want to help people, which is why I also know that it's not going to lead you any closer to your career well-being because people generally want to help people. So it's like, I want to breathe. Great. So do I. I want to help people. Great. So do I. That doesn't actually equate to career well-being because what you really need to know is in what way are you here to contribute and what ways does contributing feel the best for you? Because all humans want to contribute and careers is one of the avenues in which you do that. And number three, compensation. Part of the purpose of our career is to be compensated for the work that we do. Very simple. So as you understand these three aspects of career well-being and what I lined out as the purpose of a career, you can begin to understand and communicate with your team members on where they at. Do they feel like they're creating things that they want to create? Are they contributing in ways that feel meaningful for them? Are they getting compensated in a way where they can actually be able to sustain themselves? Another thing that's really important is the two basic parts of an employee feeling satisfied at work is going to come down to my job and my manager. Those two things are really important. Someone can love their job, but if they have an incredibly toxic relationship with their manager, they're not gonna last. And vice versa. Let's say they love their manager. Their manager is amazing, but they hate their job. They hate what they do on a day-to-day basis. They're not going to last. doesn't matter how kind you are, how compassionate, how much you coach, all the things. It's not going to work because people need to enjoy what they do on a day-to-day basis. Another thing I want to go ahead and share that's like myth-busting is there's no such thing as this dream job where we love everything all the time. No. It's the same thing as like your dream partner. Like your dream partner is still going to piss you off sometimes. Your dream partner is still going to annoy you sometimes. They're still going to leave the seat up or they're going to leave the fridge open and they're going to leave dishes in the dishwasher, like whatever it may be. This is not this idealistic thing that I love all the time. I call it the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, are you enjoying what you do? And then 20%, you might have some administrative things you don't enjoy. You might have something here, a hiccup here, one client, you know, whatever it may be. But 80-20, do you generally enjoy the things that you do on a regular basis? Does it satisfy you? Do you feel like you create the things you want to create, contribute in ways that are meaningful for you? And do you get compensated in such a way where you feel like you're valued and you feel like you can also sustain yourself? It's really important for you as a leader to understand those three C's, creation, contribution, and compensation, because they also, it's like a triangle. If you move one, it impacts the other. These are not standalones. 
So if someone, same way with my job, my manager, if someone loves what they're creating, but they literally can't pay their bills because they're getting paid $35,000 a year and live in Miami, Florida on their own, they will leave the moment that they get more money offered to them. I promise you that. They will leave. If someone loves what they're getting compensated, I've had clients come to me, they're making six figures, hate their job. They're not going to stay. So they're dependent of each other. So how do you, how do you as a leader increase career well-being for your team? First, understand what does career well-being mean to your individual team members? So if you're not doing one-on-one meetings where you have another podcast episode where we talk about one-on-one meetings, I highly encourage them. Have conversations with your team members and understand what is career well-being for them? What aspects of their job do they find fun? Do they find enjoyable? Do they find satisfying? What parts are challenging, but not in a satisfying way, just straight up challenging and they dislike it? And what parts are challenging in a satisfying way? Because you want that. You want to be able to challenge your team members in ways that satisfy them, that contribute to their growth, because that is what allows them to feel like they are growing, like they are increasing their professional capabilities. In those one-on-one meetings, ask those questions. Maybe you want to go through the job description and say, hey, like, what are the things that you really enjoy about this job description? What are the things that annoy you? And it's not because you as a manager are going to take those things off their plate. No, 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 no. But understand what could get off their plate if possible. Maybe you find that they're doing something that actually they could delegate to someone else, but they didn't know that. What parts are fun and can you increase that part of their job? What parts are challenging in a satisfying way? And then ask them, is this something you would want to do more of? Would you want to move into a role down the line that would be a promotion? Like let's say the journey of their role. Would you want to be able to move into this role later in the future since you find this challenging and satisfying? When you begin to have these conversations with your team members, you build trust and then they start sharing things with you. And then you have a much better understanding of what does career well-being look like for this person? If you're a manager and you are having a difficult relationship, by the way, with one of your employees, with someone who reports directly to you, I encourage you to find ways to resolve that through communication, through understanding what is the source of the conflict between you and this other person. And that's what leadership's about. One of the big things that kind of gets to me is people get promoted into managerial positions without being given the resources on how to be strong leaders. And that's not fair. It's not fair to you. Being a manager is more than the strategy and the tactical tools of pushing the company goals on a KPI level. It's also a role of leadership. It's also a people's job where you now get to understand people where you maybe you didn't graduate with a psychology degree or sociology degree, but you best to believe you need to start understanding people if you are going to deliver the kind of results you want to deliver as a team. So I go this route because it's so important when I talk to people and they have a difficult relationship with their manager, it's hard because they're not going to stick around. And it's also hard because then I know that the manager is not going to learn that they are actually one of the reasons why people are leaving. So find ways to connect with all of your team members. Your relationships are going to look different with each of your team members because people are different. Hello, that's fine. But have these conversations. What is career well-being for them? And don't ask them that that question because that probably isn't going to mean anything to them. But ask them those questions. What are the things you enjoy about your job? What are the things that annoy you about your job? What are the things you would be happy if you never had to do again? What are the things that are challenging to you and they just suck, but you don't want to do them? What are the things that are challenging to you that satisfy you? What? Oh, this is a good question, actually. What are you currently doing as part of your role that you never thought was a part of your role and you didn't feel like you agreed to? That's an important one. 
Because some people say yes to a job and then they start doing a job and then something gets handed to them and it's nothing what they had signed up for and they actually dislike it a lot. All right, I'm going to wrap up this podcast episode by reminding you the purpose of a career are the three C's, contribution, creation, and compensation. They're all interdependent. You can't separate one out. You can't pay someone more money in hopes that they'll stay because they probably will stay, but only for a short stint in time. So let me actually tell you this one really a story to kind of drive this home. There was a place, there was a firm where one one of the people that was incredibly a high performer no longer wanted to be in the company because they wanted to grow more and they felt like they had reached their level of growth. So they were like, I'm out. I'm going to go out to a firm in New York City. I'm going to you know, be able to grow so much more. I want that city life. It was very much about like how she desired to live looked a different way. So the company, in hopes of having her stay, offered her a much higher role, a VP role, and a much higher salary. And she agreed. She said, okay. She accepted it and she stayed. I don't know how long, let's just say a year, a year later, I saw on LinkedIn or something, she had moved to New York City and had accepted a role to another another company. Just because you give someone more money doesn't mean they'll stay. They may stay for a little while, but it's not going to sustain because there are the three C's that are interdependent, creation, contribution, and compensation. I hope this was helpful for you. Go get to talking to your employees because career well-being is a huge aspect to overall well-being. Bye. If you found this podcast valuable, we invite you to check out our free checklist, the five action items to optimize your workplace today. You can grab yours over at www.optiwellbeing.com. That's O-P-T-I, wellbeing.com. Get yours now and we'll see you there.